I was eventually shown through to the room, right, when I met the guy who was going to be assessing me for my pip, right? A belly. <laughs> called Gavin. <laughs> Gavin was an excitable guy. Sounds like he does a stint in hospital radio. <laughs> said, great to meet you, Jamie. Did you get some juice? <laughs> Three cups, mate. <laughs> you guys love juice. <laughs> now, what's going to happen today is I'm going to ask you some quite personal questions about the way you live your life. How does that sound? <laughs> hey, fucking awful. Borderline illegal, but let's crack on. Each question has a number of points. You need 18 points to get your benefit. Shall we do this? <laughs> it was like a horrendous game show. Fucking okay, universally challenged. It's the final podcast. Woo! Yeah, dancer. Yeah, welcome to the, the, the fourth and final podcast in this 10 lockdown shows and friends. Uh, over the last eight weeks, I've been trying to lose a lot of weight because I put a lot of the stuff lockdown because lockdown has been shite. But lockdown is now getting lifted. Gigs are starting to actually be confirmed. Maybe not, maybe not that soon, but we'll be gigging before the end of the year. I'm fitting my clothes now. I've been watching my diet. I mean, it's been emotional if starvation and muscle pain uh, can be considered as emotions. And this is the last episode, and we're going to do things a bit differently. Um, I'm going to weigh myself now uh, to see what, what I've got to do for the final weigh-in. So hang on, let's see where we're at. This thing's about to break. I don't think it's been used this much in its life. She's getting a stutter. Either that or I'm just crushing her under my weight. So 107.9. This seems to be where I'm at, kind of between 100 and kind of 6.5 and, and 108. So that is, that is fine. I'm levelled off. I'm feeling energised. So yeah, this week we're going to do the interview with the comedian first. I'm peppered with the, the training with the Psycho John. Then we'll come back after I'll do a way out and then we'll give the final words uh, to Fran, the nutritionist that's been really uh, guiding me through this plan in these last eight weeks. So interview, very happy to be uh, speaking with uh, the wonderful Laura Lex this week. Many of you will know Laura, she's got something crazy like 42,000 followers on Twitter. Um, she had quite a good experience in, in lockdown because she'd been busy writing a bloody book. Yeah, she got a publishing deal. Um, she's a wonderful person and I'm going to come back afterwards to sign out and then I can finish the diet, I can finish with John and I can go and put that weight back on. Um, ciao. Laura? Hello. How are you? I'm all right, thanks, mate. How are you? I am. Um, I'm good. I'm good. I am. Um, I'm, I'm boiling. We, we we just moved flat again. In, in, again? Ah, oh, what within Sheffield? Intra Sheffield, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you are the envy of the comedy circuit because well, um, everybody else has been doing stuff like getting fat, thinking, does my beard <laughs> going down to my navel look good? You've written a book. Yeah, 
I've also got fat too, if that makes you feel better. <laughs> have you? Yeah, I haven't written a lick of stand-up. I've not written an, a word of it, but I managed to get a book deal um, about two weeks into lockdown and I've just handed it off to the copy editor today. So I've written my first book in seven weeks. So I'm really proud of it and myself, actually. I feel a bit numb to it all at the moment, you know, when you're a bit like doop de doo was that a big thing? And then I'll look back at this and go, hey, babe, that was really good. Well done. That is momentous. How, how um, is it a word count you get? What are you, I've never had a publishing This deal. book came together a bit oddly. Um, I'd done this sort of like thread on Twitter that got a lot of attention and people found it really funny. And then like a lot of people were saying at the time were kind of going like, oh my God, this has got to be a book. Like your writing is is very good and then like I was you know when something goes well on Twitter you're sort of like ha 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 and then this will be done tomorrow and blah 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 that's Twitter and then like in the next couple of weeks like suddenly I had a literary agent (laughs) and I was like oh okay this is fun (laughs) and then like me and my new literary agent were sitting in meetings with several publishers who were all bidding for my book (laughs) like it was just crazy but but brilliant and lovely I picked a publisher and then we had sort of lots of chats about it. Is it going to be a paperback novel? Um, Is it going to be this and that? And then like what we sort of decided on was it's going to be like a a sort of hardback, short-ish, like gifty type book, you know, like you'd get on the counter and waterstones, that kind of thing. So then that did... Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, um, that then that. dictates your word count and how long it will be to make it affordable and blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly you're writing it. It was a Jürgen Klopp tweet about you kind of fantasising about um, Jürgen Klopp and you being a couple of him being a very straightforward German <laughs> man. And uh, yeah. it's a diary, isn't it? It's a diary of it. Yeah, so yes, what exactly. I've done is I've I've kept it all very um fictionalized. So we we sort of talked about that as well like is it going to be like an, an alternative universe where you're married to him? And I was like, "Nah, that's not quite what it's meant to be for me because for me it was always meant to be like I'm such a nervy, anxious like little mess person." <laughs> and the idea of of Klopp was not that you know he's big and sexy and that's what's good but just that he's all the stuff that you logically know but that you don't always admit in your own head you know what I mean like when you're feeling down about yourself and you're like I'm fat and ugly and I can't go to this party and and you you do know better than that but you're really hard on yourself was the idea in my head was that he's he's like the little fairy godmother being like (laughs) oh you shall think well (laughs) You're the fourth and final uh, comic uh, that I'm speaking to on my on my podcast. And you're the first person to say, so, is there anything you'd like to plug? Because um, everyone's like, nothing, everything cancelled, nothing, I've got no work. <laughs> and you get the, yeah, yeah, my book's coming out September the 3rd. You know, I've got yourself a copy just in time for Christmas. Um, <laughs> so we've got Caroline McDonald, my wife, in the training session today. Caroline, say hello. Am I being recorded? Yeah, you've been, been recorded for the last 10 minutes. What? <laughs> <laughs> right, so, first thing first, warm-up. So what we do for a warm-up is, well, Jamie knows, for the Chinese heel flicks, yeah. star jumps, and then half burpees. Now, wait you see how horrible this is. Um, right. if, I'm, if my bum's higher up the hill than my arms, is it more difficult? I should go that way, shouldn't I? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so it's harder going down. <laughs> 
Right, yeah, so? It's a family affair. Is he doing a shit? Whenever we're ready. Whenever we're ready, we'll get going. Okay. It's timer. High knees, lot. High knees, that's it. Why do you flick your wrist like that? Shut up! Because it makes the knees... Take it seriously enough. There's nothing wrong with the wrist thing, is there? I've been doing it for weeks. I just didn't want to say anything. You are, um, I, know, I know this from the previous, Laura and I have worked together before, and you've mentioned that you are, is environmentally anxious, is that the way you describe it in your shows? Yeah, it's, well, eco-anxiety is the sort of popular term. My medical diagnosis is uh, generalised anxiety disorder and depression. Right. So generalised anxiety disorder is a, like, anxiety disorder that often does cling to something and for me it's the environment so like I've real terrors about global warming and, mm. and that sort of stuff climate change yeah and and <sighs> with all the the lockdown you see this is this is why I think you're the fantastic person to speak to on this podcast with the lockdown and everybody being in the environment's really getting a wee chance to take a breather and you've been busy so it has has the lockdown kind of eased your eco-anxiety? Yes and no. Like, I think I'm quite good in these situations because I feel like everybody else has just come up to my usual level of worry. So, <laughs> so like, everybody's suddenly like, what are we going to do about the future? And I'm like, yeah, I feel like this all the time, even when everything's fine in, <laughs> in quotation marks. So I, in that way, I've been, like, less stressed, I think. I got um, my top level of anxiety this morning. We're in the new flat and I and I went around with the dog to the botanical gardens and I couldn't find his shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was quite busy. So I did, I, I picked up a bit of ground next to it in the poo bag and uh, <laughs> ma- ma- made off with the dummy tours. <laughs> yeah, but who's going to challenge you on that? <laughs> yeah. Imagine you did and I had to defend it. Go, it's in here, mate. Go, that's not a tub. It is. It's like, smell it. It's not a tub. <laughs> Look at Hector, he's just staring at you. That, 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 that stick he's got is like, it's about a metre and a half long. He's literally just chewing through that like nothing. He's a sculptor. What have you made? He's transformed a stick into a ball. Yeah, a ball. Oh, suck. Hector, no. Not a sock. It's like balled up as well, like, you know, oh. it just came out of the washing. <laughs> oh. Tell you what, right? See next time he drops them, fling a stick that way and then boot the sock somewhere that you can't find them because that is rank. Got to trick him. <laughs> He's got the sock back? Yeah. <laughs> He's got the sock back. <laughs> you to try them on, John? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look my size, the guns are you. Hey, to get your rancid tramp socks away. Maybe we're kicking into the bush. Yeah, so throw a stick that way, kick him that way. Oh, you separated the socks now. Oh, you horrible dog. That's my eco anxious. Is a spaniel not a nightmare dog to have without sight? Spaniels are like crazy. Yeah, he's crossed with a Labrador, and that's probably uh, the saving grace. That's all right, aren't they? Yeah. He's he's all right. That's that's chilled him out. But I mean, like, he didn't sleep for the first year. You know, he's 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 (laughs) and that was that was mad. Nobody would take him. You know. But that one once, oh, fuck off, never again. Yeah. Never again. But uh, thank God for the dog during lockdown. Quick, John, quick, quick, quick. 
you off the stick. I was like, no way. I'm not having that. You're very amusing, Hector. <laughs> Do you know why I'm doing this this podcast? Is, yeah, because is... you got super fit, didn't you? No, I got super fat. And now I'm getting super fit. Like Right. And uh, I, I hired a personal trainer and speak to comedians about the lockdown. And it's going really well. Yeah, I'm, I'm now, I've now lost uh, just over a stone. I work out a lot and I exercise a lot, but because I've had eating disorders in the past and I have really negative um, like body image problems. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a tiny person, like, you know, we've met. I'm, what, my five foot? I think I'm very short, but I'm a stocky little bitch. Like, I'm, I'm not massive, but I'm very heavy and I'm very muscly. So I've just given up with all of this weighing myself because I know I'm overweight, but I'm a good, healthy, fit person yeah. so i'm just done with it like i'm yeah. five foot and i'm about 11 stone but i'm running 5k in under half an hour i cycle every day i do a like high intensity interval training every day i'm a size 12 ish like i'm just not worried about weight anymore it is just a thing that is so unhelpful for for all body types definitely yeah i i just have to get in back into my clothes I just yeah. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Good. I'll give myself a wedgie. <laughs> Perfect. Are you wearing your G-string again? <laughs> you set her up for that one. Like, <laughs> George, you serious? <laughs> I don't understand why pub i mean i want the pub to open. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. You know, I want the pubs in the restaurant. I want everything to open. But I don't understand. Why do you think pubs opening earlier than gyms is a good idea? No, a, I don't understand. Because people after five pints, social distancing can fuck off. I think you're meant to know if you want to go to the pub, you're meant to like go online and, you know, book a table or something like that, you know. But you're going to get just these groups of lads going, pub, 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 pub. And turning up, it's like, I oh, know, so you've not got an appointment. Fucking what? Pub? You don't, yeah. Uh, and and um, yeah, I think the police are, uh, I think it's going to be a tasty one. Are, are you going out? Uh, no, but then I wouldn't have been going out had I not been locked out. <laughs> like we just moved house, we're like you, and I've got a garden for the first time in 10 years. So I'm kind of more than happy to just get a bottle of wine and sit in the garden. Oh, um, we've got a garden in our new place. I cannot wait like I, I didn't notice moving from Scotland down to England I never saw the point of a garden in Scotland um, it was just the cold place before you got in your, your door but down here it's, it's absolutely gorgeous and, and, and the place that we're buying has got a big garden oh we're cracking well I've lived yeah the last eight years I think it is eight ten years we've just lived in flats but now we've got a front and back garden and I'm a ten minute walk from the allotment and it's just been magical i don't get what an allotment is is it a vegetable patch that's not in your garden yes yeah so i've had mine for a couple of years because i haven't had a garden but mm -hmm. i really love growing stuff so i've got f six veg beds in it um a big cherry tree a plum tree and like a bit of uh, a little pond a shed i thought an allotment was like a kind of corrugated tramps hut um, next to kind of like maybe a, a foot and a half square patch of Brussels sprouts. But you've got two trees in a pond. You grow cherries. 
Yeah, no, allotments, like the whole area, it's a bit like a little shanty town. I love it. Like it's all really rambly and everybody's patched. Like some people's patches are like, you know, like proper knobheads that keep it so fancy. And then some people's are like mine. They're like, does this person know what gardening is? Um, and then they're quite big. Their mine's a micro patch. And I think then, they used them like, to quit smoking. <laughs> mine's quite small for an allotment patch but yeah it's it's big enough that i can't look after it <laughs> i reckon i'd be a shit gardener i'd probably come home with a dog's turd yeah <laughs> is that the sock going that's one sucker the one right next to the bushes still in play prime yeah even with a stick quick john he's coming he's coming Ta -da. Oh yeah, I think so. Lost something. <laughs> I win. He destroyed every single stick and a perfectly good pair of socks. I think he's doubled the radius of the scrapnel layer. Oh, he's found the sock. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you're now a Twitter star, aren't you? What have you got followers, why? Um, About 40,000, I think. 40,000 people. But like 32,000 of those entirely turned up overnight after the clock thing. I had about 8,000 before that. So it's not like I've slowly built this um, empire over years of being hilarious. It was one thing. And now whenever I tweet about something that's not clock, hundreds of people leave. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was wondering, is he going to do the audio book? Wouldn't that be great? Be um, <laughs> the short answer is probably not because... I've been thinking about this a lot and I can't think that he doesn't know about this thread <laughs> because mm. enough people that know him have said that they were planning to show it to him. But obviously he's not said anything, which just makes me think he thinks the whole thing is highly embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> and he would like to be very distanced from it. Um, so, yeah. Is it a Mrs. Clock? Yes, there is. I think she's called Ulla. She seems really nice. What does she think about it? I wonder if she's like, yeah, he is really great. Woohoo, lucky me. Or whether she's like, if only you knew how annoying he is to be married. Like, <laughs> maybe she friend. could write the companion piece. This is like, listen, bitch, actually, <laughs> here's all the downsides to living with him. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. But what, what do you do with the audiobook? Are you going to read it yourself? Yeah, I reckon. I'm not really sure what to do with his speech in it, though. Like, do I do it and try and do an impression of him? Or do I get, like, a German bloke, you know, like Christian Schulte-Lowe or something? He's a German comedian. Like, do I get a German bloke to read his lines? Or, like, is that weird? I don't know. I'm not really sure what to do. As an audiobook aficionado, um, yeah. I think the one voice with a slightly different accent, you know, don't go, like, you know... Um, <laughs> full hello, hello. You know, full hello. <laughs> Get myself cancelled before my first book's out. I can do a camp German. I can do a really good camp German. I'll do it for you, though. Hello, hello. Yeah, I don't get that. Not a problem. He's got such a deep voice, though. Have you seen that video of him when he, he fancies the translator's voice? 
um, in his ear. There's this great video of him and it, like somebody asks him a question and then he's got a translator in his ear and he just starts laughing because apparently the voice is really sexy and he makes this boom. He says boom. And oh my gosh, it might be the nicest noise that's ever been made. He <laughs> just seems so lovely. I just want to be friends with him. But I realise I've, I've screwed that up now by writing a book about how much I fancy him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be really weird if I have a meme now. <laughs> Hello, I promise I'm not as weird as I've come across. <laughs> <laughs> that, you'll get that. You, you might look at you and go, I know you from somewhere. <laughs> you're the nutter. Ah, right. <laughs> exactly. What exit? There's a bit on that recording that you could sound like there was a lawnmower mowing children. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what we're going for after this? What? Pork sandwich. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, yeah. Pork sandwich. What's yeah. the fun start of the year? What's he done? <laughs> of all of the nutritionist advice, yeah, I know. it's like the pork sandwich that reigns king. <laughs> Are you able to read out some of the book, like an exit or anything like that, or is that a no-no? I don't, I don't think I am. Partly because it's not, like, put in print yet, and yeah. so it's sort of not decided, but... I'm quite proud of it, actually. I'm very nervous. I'm very scared. Because, mm. like, you know, it's like with stand-up. You're used to getting relatively instant feedback. Like, you know, yeah. even writing an Edinburgh show, you try it out in dribs and drabs, don't you? And you see yeah. how it goes. Yeah. But with this, you just, you know, you just have to print it. And then if people hate it, you can't amend it. It's, yeah. Doesn't it sound like that's going to be a, a case, though? I mean, you got into a bidding war with publishers, and I'm sure also a lot of editors and stuff. Wouldn't they? They'll, they'll, yeah. they'll, you'll be working with an editor, so I reckon it'll be a really nice product. It's really impressive. I hope so. I just, yeah, I'm quite insecure about stuff, though. And like in my in my logical head, I know it's 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 good and it's funny, but I think once you're not in control of a project anymore, this is. I have felt this about my stand-up before sometimes where the thing I like about stand-up is that whenever you're doing it, you're in the room. Mm, yeah, and yeah. it's like my latest Edinburgh show, Knee Jerk, because it was about some really contentious issues. Like I had a big section where I sort of stood up for trans rights and trans women are women. And I had some big bits on Brexit. And so we decided not to film it and not to have it available because I was kind of like... These are issues that people lose their minds over. And I want to know that whenever I'm saying these things, I'm there and I can control it. And it can't get cut up and turned into an audio clip that can be misconstrued. Yeah. And it isn't for the internet. It isn't to have a comment section. And I'm quite nervy about my stuff being out in the world without me there to guide it. That's something I'm learning to get used to. I mean, this is the situation where you need Jurgen Klopp's steady hand, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. See, this is where he'd be like, but if you meant it when you said it, then surely it doesn't matter how many ears hear it, it's important. And then I'd be like, yeah, in theory, but then somebody guesses what you've meant and says that, and then you're not there to go, no, you're wrong, shut up, please. But that's about having more confidence in yourself, I think, that it's, I'm I'm terrible at accepting that not everybody's going to like me and, and of course not everybody's going to like me I'm very annoying and that's just normal nobody likes everybody like everybody isn't liked by everybody but oh, I no, find no, that I, sorry, sorry I, I am 
Is this a thing? Sorry, I forgot that. Yeah, I forgot the yeah. But are you like that? I just find it so hard to accept that people don't like me. I just don't see what there's not to like. Well, not with me. No, I'm great, but you know. Yeah. I upset yeah. like yeah I ha- I'm really trying to learn to have a thicker skin on that and go that's okay doesn't mean I'm a terrible person <laughs> just means nobody likes everybody but I mean I, I yes. think for the first uh, for the first four years the stand-up so I've been doing it now we don't count 2020 anymore do you take that one off nah. but um first four years it was definitely <clears throat> imposter syndrome in, in in green rooms and stuff like I really mm. was like why am I here? I tie myself in knots, you know? And then I think it was after I did a fringe show uh, in 2018 that I wasn't that happy with and I felt kind of chained to it every night and the number midweek numbers were low and I mm. felt like that was awful experience. It was only after coming out of a kind of really horrific spell of, um, of just not enjoying stand-up that I felt I was a stand-up and I didn't really care. Like the, the reviews came in and they were mediocre and they were bang on because it was a mediocre. <laughs> and and now it's just if people don't like me then I, I don't really mind. They can uh they can go see Chris McCausland. <laughs> Those are their only options. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, 15. That was our I could sense that was coming. Honey boo. Honey boo. Honey boo. Right, you ready to go? No. <laughs> Absolutely 100% not. <laughs> nah, your show's going to be amazing when it sort of starts. From the first time I watched it through, I thought, this show is tight already. Like, the jokes are just so close together. It's got a lovely through line, and you work really hard. So, oh, it's going to be a brilliant show. What do I call it now? Because it was such a nice title of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about calling it 2020 mm. hindsight. I think I'll take the, 2020 uh, revision. Yeah. Maybe you could have 2020 vision and then just crossed out and then 2021 sort of scribbled next yeah. to it. <laughs> like, I, I and then think... in brackets, slightly shitter title. <laughs> <laughs> my two thoughts is either do do something like that and really refer to this show being a, a, a year late or just fuck off 2020 and not even met you know and just treat it as a fresh show so people aren't thinking i'm off to see a show that has been in, been knocking about now for two years <laughs> oh, i feel so much fitter over yeah. the last eight weeks yeah mate that's like the main thing, though, really. Yeah. How you feel. It's how you feel more than how you look. How what do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> That's just for the podcast, though. <laughs> I think I'll probably get Any time I take a slag and it seems tends to get through the net. <sighs> right, let's stop recording. John, a very final. Thank you very much. No problem, my pleasure. Best client. Best client in the world, ever. In the world. Excellent. Right, big man. Like, have a good weekend. I'll, I'll be in touch with Fran and see what the crack is. Yeah, sound no worries. See how much you're charging me. Yeah. <laughs> have a good weekend, mate. How Thanks you? again. Take care. Cheers, John. So, what? When? when you got any kind of predictions? When do you think we're going to be back? Do you think it's going to be next year? In any sort of meaningful way, as my darling fictional husband would say, I'm not an expert. There's no point me giving my opinion because it's literally the ravings of an idiot. So. 
no prediction from me. <laughs> I cannot think of a better way to end this uh, lovely <laughs> chat than that, than that, that fine sentiment. So you've got your book coming out in September the 3rd. That is brilliant. I cannot wait to, I can't wait to see what you do with the audio book of that. That's fantastic. <laughs> you and can pre-order it if you like, mate, through Audible. Spend a credit. I'll wait for the kits for free in the RNID library. Thank you very much. <laughs> Support live comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, look, it's been so nice chatting to you. Now, hopefully uh, we will be... Um, sharing a stage together at some point not too distant future because I miss it so much but mm. uh, and I know everybody else does it's, it's, it's nice but I'm so glad you got your nice house and your nice allotment and uh, yeah just 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 um, yeah thank you very much and, and have a enjoy enjoy the rest of your lockdown thanks mate thank you very much lovely to speak to you enjoy Sheffield and having a garden again I can't wait I want an allotment now <laughs> <laughs> All right, Laura, take care. Thanks, babe. Take Take care. care. Bye. Bye. Big thanks to Laura Lex there. She is a wonderful, wonderful person and an excellent comedian. When uh, when you can, you got to go and catch her live. She is outstanding. Um, that's just about it for the end of the, uh, the podcast, guys. Uh, thank you if you've enjoyed this series. Thank you very much. I, I certainly have. I've got back to fitness and I'm, I'm stage ready. I'm ready to get back out and entertain the... Um, six or so people that come to my shows thank you to all my guests that I've had on the series uh, Bruce Morton Rosa Jones Andrew Maxwell and of course Laura Lex there I would also like to thank my beautiful wife Caroline who's been making me salads all the way through the eight weeks and they've all been delicious bar the one that had predominantly kale in it uh, for those of you who don't know kale is like a tough old leaf with pubes Thank you to my dog Hector uh, for making the training sessions very entertaining and to John and to Fran, the lads, the legends who have uh, who've got this weight off me and got me thinking about food differently and yeah, thanks to everybody. Now I'm going to go and do the final weigh-in. If I have put weight on, I will put it squarely at the feet of my friends Lucy and Tim who just got engaged over the weekend and came up to Sheffield and made us eat curry and cocktails. So congratulations guys, but if I failed it's, uh, it's your fault. So we're going to go to the final weigh-in and then we're going to have the final words for Fran and then that's it. After eight weeks of going hard at dieting, then easing off dieting, but sticking at training. I was 113.1 when I started this endeavor. Oh my now. That is an overall loss of five and a half kilograms. That's good, man. That's nearly a stone. And I've got to say, I am feeling much better, much healthier. Uh, the world is starting to come round. There are gigs starting, so I've got creative focus. I, I can see, <laughs> metaphorically, light at the end of the tunnel. So I hope you've enjoyed this little series of podcasts. It's really done very good for me. Uh, got me off of my uh, fat ass and trying to think more positive thoughts than I was maybe 
16 weeks ago. Can you believe we're into this bloody lockdown in March? My God. But yeah, gigs start in England in August, uh, which is next week. And they start hopefully in Scotland in September. Um, so I hope to see you at a live show. But thank you uh, for enjoying the podcast. Thank you for the kind comments. And I hope to see you soon. Cheers. Okay, so as a final treat for the podcast, it's not a Zoom chat with Fran. He is live, socially distanced, in the flat. Two metres at least. Two metres plus. How <laughs> uh, are you doing, Fran? I'm good. I'm very good. How are you? Thanks to the eight weeks with you and John, I am feeling effing marvellous. Good. The first four or five weeks I was militant, and then the last three, uh, three four weeks... I've been good and bad, and, I, and, the, and the mixture of good and bad, I think it's worked. So my final weigh-in, I've started from 113, my final scales when I came in after John today was 107.6 kilograms, and I've, I've been keeping that weight solid for about two weeks. That's, yeah, that's brilliant. What was, your, what was your end goal? To be able to fit into my clothes and uh, feel fit and healthy and um, positive again. Okay, and are you there? All of them, yeah. All of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you fit in all the clothes you wanted to fit in? Apart from my little dress. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there one day. What it's done, I think, is it's given me, again, an awareness of what I'm putting in. Mm. So, you know, I think before, just at the start, I was just, like, kind of spectacular feats of eating. Yeah. and drinking and now I'm still doing them but I'm, I'm feeling guilty as hell <laughs> <laughs> so are you, are you still keeping accountable of your calories yeah 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 but not not to the kind of uh, as you said at the start you get to kind of judge roughly something's going to be four or five hundred calories you know yeah. um, and, and that and then you can you can kind of factor that and I don't I don't type everything in, you know, I know that a banana's 80, I know that an egg's 80, you know, yeah. that, 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 you know. I mean, that's, that's the point we want to get you at, really, is you want to know your overall daily calories, mm-hmm. and then you just, what I call it the 5 plus 5 plus 5 method, so just adding them up without having to count your calories, so without, I mean, calorie count is great, but it gets very tedious mm-hmm. after a while, you probably notice doing it every day, every day, every day, if you had to do that forever, it would be a bit unsustainable, so as you said, if you know what generally calories are going to be. And I, I try and do it per meal. You're always going to regularly have the same things with the exception of something. So you're always going to have cocoa pops for breakfast or you know eggs on toast for breakfast or whatever it is. Mm. And you're generally, I'm guessing by now, you know what your general breakfast is yeah. calorie-wise. And then the same with your lunch and your dinner. And if you have anything else, but you know your, fir- you know, your first meal is 600, second meal is 600, so it's six plus six, and your total daily calories were 2,000, so you've got eight left. Yeah. So 800 calories left. And that just makes it so much simpler doing the, doing the five plus five plus five method. But, uh, yeah, it's good actually because you, you get to the evening and you know what you've got to play with. Yeah. Yeah, the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. So then that goes into like crisps and gin. <laughs> it's been excellent. Like, I really thank you very much. When we started eight weeks ago, we were deep in lockdown yeah. and now we're finishing up we've got gigs opening up hopefully very soon in England pubs are open restaurants are open life's getting back mm. uh, to normal oh, he's got to wear a mask in a shop fuck it 
thanks to you and John, I can go back. I'm ready to go back into the world. Like, I, I, I fattened up nicely mid lockdown. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, I think a lot of people have felt that. You know, me and myself as well is sitting inside, not moving, because we normally just walk about every day, do exercise, burn calories without even noticing it, but everybody has added weight on. Do you think Britain itself as an island just sank a little bit more? Yeah, just a little bit heavier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that we've come to the end of the, uh, the eight-week cycle, I'm going to go start going back to my gym. I'm going to be finishing with John, finishing with yourself. But uh, what would be the uh, what would be the advice, the Fran pearl of wisdom that, that I can take and people listening to the podcast can take with them um, as they kind of take the stabilizers off and, yeah. and we go and, and we take it ourselves. Yep, so my big bit of advice is now that you're quite content with where you are, you might want to improve little bits, but you've got to that happy stage, is try not to take your eye off the price. Because this is where people rebound in weight right now, because you you relax a little bit more, you don't track your calories as much, your clothes are fitting a bit better, and it, it only takes a month or so to not be accountable and just eat a bit more and exercise a little bit less to go back to square one. So my, my bit of advice is just try and keep accountable and track. And the, the idea is to make it as easy as possible going forward or you won't do it. That's with anything training-wise. If you can't do it in six months, don't do it now. So one thing that some people do is have a calendar and they put simply put smiley face or unhappy faces on that calendar at the end of each day. And if they've hit the calories or if they've gone way over the calories... That way you don't have to track everything every day. You just use that, as we said before, the five plus five plus five method, trying to keep generally on track. You're allowed days off, but as long as you keep it within reason, you can keep making progress forwards. The worst thing you could do now is just drop everything and the weight will come back on so easily if you don't keep the movement going, if that makes sense. Perfectly, 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 perfectly. Yeah. No, I, I, I intend I'll be back in the, uh, I'll be back in the CrossFit gyms by the end of next week. It's been a good series, and thank you very much for for, for being a part of it. Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate, it, appreciate. It. I think the my favourite part of the whole series was the pork sandwiches, which definitely. I now had at least seven of. <laughs> I've introduced yeah. my father. I've introduced my friends up at the weekend. Yeah. yeah, the pork sandwich is now a big part of my life. We've helped you lose weight, but we might be helping you to put the weight back on here with the pork sandwiches. So. Yeah, I'm going to go smiley face sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pork sandwich face. <laughs> I like it. That's brilliant. The unmistakable and mildly threatening screeches <laughs> of a group of hammered Glasgow ladies. <laughs> yeah, marching up the platform like a happy mob. Uh, but instead of pitchforks and torches, it's bottles of Prosecco and eyelash colour. <laughs> and I love drunk women on trains. Because <laughs> they're always dead friendly to you. Always dead friendly to you, but they've, they've been out with each other all day. Start to get on each other's tits. <laughs> yeah, there's always a gobby one. Always a gobby one. Bleats out the bloody obvious. Hey, the train coming! <laughs> actually very handy for me. <laughs> right, and the steamer, and the steamer, she's hit it too hard. She's not quite sure what's going on. Are we, are we, are we, go, are we going him? Are we, are, we, are we leaving him? Are we him? 
and the well to do one, she's just fucking sick of it. She just wants the gobby one to shut up and the spinning one not to be sick. She's had it all day. And I don't like generalising, but why has every group of women always lost somebody? Where's Debbie? Have you seen Debbie? And I got, I got lynched by the happy mob, right? It was my own fault because I accidentally sat down in an empty four seat on the train. The well to do one. Oh, quick, get the seats next to that man. <laughs> and the gobby one thumped down next to him. You just want the fucking lorry, Pat! <laughs> hey, and when I speak, they would put Billy the Kid in his back, pop two bottles of Prosecco. Hey, and this was a half nine train at night, and I asked them where they'd been. No joke, afternoon tea! <laughs> And then the wheels started to fall off, the group right, they started to implode. First thing that happened, <laughs> the steamer fell off her chair. Which panicked the well to do when she got right down next to her, right? Started cradling her head and giving her like battlefield promises. You know in the war films, right? You see the dying soldier out in the field, the buddy's cradling his head, and the soldier's like, Will I ever see home again, Johnny? Sure you will, Shuggy. And there'll be apple pie for everyone. <laughs> it was the steaming version of that. Do <laughs> we get him? Do we get chips? 